This is the voice of Carnage, and you are listening to Carnage Cast. Hi everyone, welcome to Carnage Cast. I'm Tyler, and with me tonight is Rod Sheldon. Uh, no one in particular for Carnage this year. Hi Rod, how are you? I am fine, Tyler. How are you doing this evening? Good. I'm happy to be back from hiatus. It's been a little while. We last uh, podcasted in October, and then we went straight into Carnage Noir from there, right? Uh, yes, we did. Uh, it's been a nice, relaxing holiday season after Carnage. We all need a little time off after uh, such a successful Carnage, uh, the last one at uh, Lake Moray. Yeah, we had to go out with a bang. This is our last of ten years at Lake Moray? Yeah, this was, this was the tenth and, and uh, final year at Lake Moray. It was a good time. Um, do you have any particular highlights from the weekend? Uh, well, uh, you know, it just seemed like everything was, you know, every time we did something or every time I was at a table or saw someone, it was like, this is the last time I'm going to see him at Lake Moray. Of course, we're excited to be going to Killington, but we'll get into that later. Um, but, you know, we really enjoyed uh, being at Lake Moray. Yeah, you're right. I felt like I had finally arrived at Lake Moray because I'm, you know, I'm new to the whole carnage scene, but Joe, the bartender, knew my name. I have arrived the year we're leaving. It's almost unfair. Well, we get to all start new at Killington. But um, like I said, everything was just like the last time we're doing this, the last time we're doing that, the last time we'll see uh, Tom at the front desk at Moray, the last time we'll be in the war game room, mm-hmm. uh, the last time we'll be down in the board game room, uh, the last time we'll go have a midnight showing of Iron Sky or any movie at uh, Lake Moray. So, yeah. you know. It was great. It was a lot of fun. Very relaxed. Uh, people just seemed to be having a great time and uh, no pressure this year. Yeah, there was no pressure. It was just like, what happens, happens. Killington's going to be a new thing. And I, I think everybody there, maybe even somehow the people who were there for the first time, felt like this is the last year. Let's make it a good one. I, 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 yeah, I got that feeling from, from just about everybody there. Um, you know, People were really enjoying the games. It was really laid back. Uh, the, the Steamboat Lounge was hopping every night, games going on, um, people catching up with old friends, and uh, talking, talking about getting, going, moving on to Killington and uh, just reminiscing about the good times at uh, the last 10 years at um, uh, Lake Moray. Yeah. So do you have any particular moments you want to share from the weekend? Well, we were really happy with the uh, Justin Berman and, and the kids' games again this year. Um, they went off great. They had some great games of, of uh, a game called Ugg Tech, which is... Uh, the kids seem to love, which is a caveman game where you, you cannot use uh, English. You can use caveman talk, speak, mm-hmm. to get people to build things. Um, kids really love that. All the card tournaments went off well. Uh, all, the, all the games were, looked full. Everyone was having a good time. Um, just, just a lot of fun. Uh, I was just reminded of, of, I think it was my favorite moment of the weekend, was uh, the Cube of Death uh, trivia game on Saturday night. That, that was an absolute blast. I was there too, and I got to tell you, I think, I think it was not quite what everyone expected. No, but I think the the way it went was a lot of fun. It was more game show than you know pub trivia night. But yeah. once the audience got into it, which I th- I think was mostly due to Tom Dorman uh, egging everybody on, but once there was sort of that rowdy audience element to the game, it really kicked into gear. I, I agree. Uh, I think that um, I think that uh, James Carpio did a great job as as the host, and uh, he, he really reacted well to to the audience participation, uh, which was probably something he was not expecting. 
Yeah, but he rolled with it well, and he's made some mention of trying to work that into next year, if we can make it happen. Well, I, we're really hoping to make that happen again next year, because uh, I really think that it was well-received. and uh, uh, Even afterwards, the people that weren't there wished that they had been there. Yeah. Well, I'll have to see what we can do. Maybe we can even make a show out of it. Hey, that would be great. Yep. Um, my other big thing for the weekend was uh, playing in Tom Meckler's uh, Discworld game where we were all members of the Ankmore Park Guard uh, <laughs> running through the city dealing with all the things you find in Ankmore Park. I, I, I must have missed that one, but... Yeah, it, w- it was a good time. Um, I got to play Igor, and I can't do an Igor accent, but I did the next best thing and uh, had a lot of fun. The other thing that, uh, that, I, that I really enjoyed was um, seeing the, the second generation of Carnage, so to speak. You talked about Tom Dorman, his, his daughter Grace... Um, ran claymation this year down in the board game room. That's uh, true. Great success, uh, smashing success. You would say, as you know, hammers and and clay were smashed all over the tables. Yeah, uh, I remember Gaylord glowing about how he didn't have to do anything. Grace just controlled that table with an iron fist. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. Kudos to her. Yep. Well, she and she's looking to come back again next year and and do it all over. So. Uh, we're looking forward to that. Yeah. And uh, and the RPG end, I uh, I didn't peek in because apparently that was verboten, but uh, one young lady ran a very uh, well-received table of Dungeons & Dragons for the younger set. The only person with the cojones to poke his head into the room was got an icy stare in return, so everything's secondhand, but I'm, I'm willing to bet it was a good time. Yeah, I, I heard uh, good things from some of the, the younger players that played in that game, so... And it was great to see see a lot of the younger players, not just playing in, in say, Justin's kids' game or that D&D game or at, or at Grace's claymation table, but they were playing in, in other games or just pick-up games along the way throughout the whole uh, resort. Yeah, there, I mean, there's always been younger players at Carnage, but it, it seems like that the generational turn is happening, is accelerating. And there, there are more people who are, you know, getting into what their parents are doing. Absolutely. Um, we're seeing more and more kids, you know, uh, playing games at Carnage, whether it be in, in those events that we just discussed or or regular events. And they're doing well, mm-hmm. enjoying themselves. Next generation. Yeah, next generation. And they're coming back for next year at Killington. Absolutely. Because if you haven't heard already, Carnage is moving to Killington, Vermont in 2013. Yes, it is. It's going to be uh, a little later, November 8th through the 10th. We like to avoid Halloween, um, but it's going to be up at the Killington Grand Hotel this year. Mm-hmm. And that's, um, it's not at the top of the mountain, but it's it's certainly up there at the base of the ski slopes. Nice place. We've toured it. A lot of gaming is happening on site right in the, the Central Lodge itself, where there's a restaurant and a bar, the ballroom, function rooms, uh, lodging space as well. We also have some additional gaming space. It's right next to the lodge. And and this is the big thing about Killington, is there's more places to stay right next to the Killington Grand itself. Whether there's the condos the resort runs or other uh, facilities nearby, there's plenty of places to stay right there in Killington. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the, the hotel is much larger than Lake Moray. And like you said, the con- there are condos, two-minute walk, mm-hmm. literally. Across the street. Well, the grand right, right across the street and and if you're looking for something else a little a little out of the way that you know you don't want to be right on site hey there's all kinds of hotels and condos and, and stuff on the mountain mm-hmm. not to mention restaurants 
everything right there, right there. It's going to be a um, good deal. It is. It's going to be excellent. We're, we are really excited to be going to the Killington Grand. Um, we lost no gaming space uh, and, and gained a lot of um, amenities uh, in extra rooms and uh, a full restaurant, uh, a full bar. It's going to be nice. We're really looking forward to it. And people looking to register with the convention rate should make sure they specify they're with Carnage when they're calling the Killington Grand. Absolutely. Uh, they do, we do have a special convention rate for the rooms, and if you just let them know that you are coming for the Carnage Convention, they will make sure that you get it. So we're looking forward to seeing everybody there at the Killington Grand in Killington, Vermont itself, uh, November 8th through the 10th of 2013. That's a mere 10 months away? Uh, yeah, 10 months away. 10, 11 months? Nine yeah, and right a half-ish? There, thereabouts? <laughs> It's going to be a good time, and we're already looking forward to it. Absolutely. But in the meantime, uh, we've been on hiatus for a while, and you know there was carnage in the holidays, but I know I've been getting some gaming in, and I'm curious to know what you've been playing as well, Rod. Uh, well, you know, I know the holidays, and we do take a little time off after carnage, but that doesn't mean we stop gaming. Um, I am a regular up at Triple Play in West Lebanon, New Hampshire, where we play board games every Wednesday night. And uh, the first Sunday of every month, we play what we call Ameritrash Sunday, which are longer games. Um, we've been trying out a lot of the newer Essen games there, This uh, the games that came out from the Essen uh, uh, fair over in Germany um, that have hit, hit the American shelves recently. We've been playing uh, Clash of Cultures, which is a civilization game. Uh, similar to Sid Meier Civilization. Um, we've also had uh, some people bring in Terra Mystica and Zulkin, the Mayan Calendar, which are the two really hot games that came out of Essen. Uh, Europe, uh, Euro uh, worker placement brain burners is what I like to call them. Uh, so, yeah, we've been playing a lot of new games there. And, of course, uh, the old standbys are always there, Agricola, Dominant Species, any board game you can think of. Um, we've been playing on Wednesday nights, 6 p.m. at Triple Play, and uh, also the first Sunday. You know, check out their forum. It's at www.tripleplaynewhampshirenh.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have one event coming up that's caught my attention because of what I've been playing lately, which is their Android Netrunner tournament. Oh yeah, uh, Andy Palmer uh, has been really into Netrunner, and he's. Uh, offered to run a Netrunner tournament coming up on February 9th. Um, they will be running a, a Netrunner tournament. It is it is a low-key um, Netrunner tournament uh, using just the base sets um, so that so that people that don't know the game well or are just new to the game can enjoy it and, and uh, enjoy competition and just enjoy playing the game. Mm-hmm. That's something I've uh, been playing a bit at Quarterstaff with a friend of mine, Alex, He's the one who bought into it, and I show up every now and again, and we break out the decks. I haven't figured it out in such a way that I can actually win the game, but I think I like what's happening. So I'm still in that sort of testing phase where, do I actually like this game, or is it just new to me? You know? I, I actually have not had a chance to try it yet. Andy's been trying to get me to, and I, and I do plan to before the tournament so that I can at least, you know, make a, a decent showing if I decide to play. Yeah. You want, you want to at least come away feeling like, you know, I, I, I played the cards and the, the, the opponent had to, do, had to do something about them, not just, you know, brush them aside. Right. I, I did play the original game uh, 
10, 15 years ago when it first came out, the, the CCG, not the LCG. Yeah. Uh, and, and I enjoyed it. Um, but it's been a long time, and I'm looking forward to giving it a try some Wednesday night up at Triple Play. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I like what the LCG, the LCG, and by LCG, I mean living card game model does, where it makes it a lot easier to get the cards you want to own, and, you know, instead of, you know, running to singles dealers or buying boxes of cards to get those, the you know, the perfect play set of your demonic tutors or whatever. And I realized I just dated myself by about 20 years citing demonic tutor as a card you want. But um, it's that, uh, I, I like that about the living card game model where every pack has a fixed amount of stuff in it. And I've been finding that's useful when I'm, I've been experimenting with the Call of Cthulhu card game as well, which uses that same thing where you buy a box of cards and you know what's going to be in the box. Right. And that seems to be a model that, that's really catching on because the other game that's going, going well over at Triple Play is uh, um, the new Star Wars uh, living card game, which people have been uh, buying off the shelves and playing quite a bit. Um, I would expect to see a tournament of that sort sometime this spring uh, up there. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, isn't anything Star Wars going to sell well in the beginning? Usually it does. I mean, the, with, that's the other, you know, the other game, of course, the other Star Wars game that's, that's going well, that's going great guns, is the X-Wing uh, game from uh, Fantasy Flight. I think it's Maybe. all Fantasy Flight these days. Yeah, yeah, Fantasy Flight seems to be anything with models and... Uh, but they're putting out some great games, so you can't complain. Yeah, they even picked up a uh, the license for an, a role playing game, and they they're starting with like Edge of the Empire, Scum, and and uh, Smugglers. Oh, I had not heard that. Mm -hmm. In addition to sort of dabbling in the card games, I've been uh, steadily playing uh, through Pathfinder Adventure Paths. My regular group started playing the Carrying Crown Adventure Path back in uh, February of 2012, and so we're coming up on a year's anniversary, which is it's a first for me. I've never played a game this long before ever. It's it's been a, a magical mystery tour of all the the big horror tropes from cheesy B movies. We started out with ghosts, and then there was sort of Frankenstein slash magical golems, and then there were werewolves, and then there was the Lovecraftian chapter with Shagas and Hounds of Tindalos and all that. And we're on the cusp of a module called Ashes at Dawn, and I'm supposing it's going to be about vampires with the ashes and the sunlight. That's my theory. Oh, uh, well, it could also be Ash from uh, Evil Dead. Oh, all the little ashes, yes. Ashes at Dawn. That would ashes fit. Hey. Well, that would, act that would actually be uh, not Evil Dead, but Army of Darkness with all the little ashes. It's true. And maybe the new movie they're making, which I know very little about, aside from it is not signed off on by Sam Raimi. No, and I don't believe Bruce Campbell is going to be in it, which is a shame. They do what they got to do. They do. We've also we've also restarted our. Uh, uh, this is just for me personally. I've, I've restarted uh, playing. Uh, we played Descent every, uh, one Sunday a month, and it's a campaign, an ongoing campaign. We finished the Sea of Blood right before Carnage. Mm -hmm. Defeated the Overlord, but uh, we've we've since started the Road to Legend campaign, which we, we really have been enjoying. It kind of fills that RPG niche for me. Yeah, I'm actually about to begin Sea of Blood on Friday. I think you'll I think you'll have a good time now. Now, have you you know, have you got a good overlord and? Well, it's Alex Clay, so we're all going to die. Yes. Well, there you go. There you go. Alex. Alex will make an excellent overlord. Yeah, he's always the overlord, actually, except for a few very rare occasions.
Yeah, we we actually switched it up. We had um, we had Andy Andy Palmer was doing the Overlord as the Sea of Blood, but we we moved the Dutchman Robert Dykeman Dulks into uh, the Overlord position for the Road to Legend, and it's it's been different, mm-hmm. but still a lot of fun. Cool. Um, are there any special modifications to Road to Legend, or are you using it straight out of the box? Uh, we've we we're, we're all pretty experienced descent players. This is still the first edition. Um, we, we've played the second and we enjoy the second, but for campaign purposes, we, we use the first edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but we use all the rules. Uh, the dungeons could come from Sea of Blood. They could come from Road to Legend. Um, they could come from, uh, I forget the name of it, but the Ice one. The, uh, Tomb of Ice. Tomb of Ice, yeah. So we have, we have all of these dungeons that, that could pop up, but we're using the Road to Legend uh, scenarios. He's, he is the Beast Lord, is, is the overlord that we're facing right now. Cool. I'd, I'd heard the road to legend can be a little rocky compared to uh, Sea of Blood, so I'm, I'll be interested to, see, to hear more how that goes in the future. Yeah, well, we're just, we're just starting into it, and so far, so good, but uh, we'll see. All right, you'll have to check in later. Definitely. And speaking of later, uh, what, uh, what events in the New England area are you looking forward to uh, making this year? Well, uh, coming right up immediately within the next few days, we're going to be at Unity, um, which probably by the time this airs, Unity will have been gone by, so we'll have a report after. But Unity is the big board gaming uh, convention put on by Unity Gamers. Uh, this year it's down in Danvers, Massachusetts. It's one day. Uh, it goes from 9 a.m. to midnight, and all it is is open board gaming. Um, and we are really looking forward to that. It's always, always a good time. Good to see uh, a lot of our friends down in southern uh, southern New England um, that we don't get to see that often, other than Carnage and various other events, and a whole bunch of new games. I mean, I we talked about I talked about playing some of the Essen games, but there'll be even more games down there. So cool. And then there's a uh, Total Con, which is also a southern New England uh, event. After that, in mid February. Yeah, uh, I'm actually probably not going to make Total Com, but I, I, every time I've gone, I've had a great time. Um, so I'm sorry to be missing it this year. And then the big thing for Vermont in uh, you know the springtime gaming arena is the Mega Spring Meltdown from Green Mountain Gamers. Yeah, this this year uh, Green Mountain Gamers has decided to to expand. They've always done uh, four game days throughout the year, one in the winter, spring, summer, and fall. Uh, but this year they've they're taking their spring game day and making it a much larger, a Unity-type game day. Uh, it's going to go from 9 to midnight, and it's going to be back at Lake Moray. So if all those people that uh, are going to miss Lake Moray, that Carnage isn't there anymore, come up April 27th to uh, the Green Mountain, or Green Mountain Gamers' mega spring meltdown. Mm-hmm. It's going to be mega melty. Yeah, it's going to be nice just to be able to go there and and enjoy the resort and play some games rather than than run a convention. Yeah, the the game day, the Green Mountain game days have been much more relaxed than a convention because it's just sort of, are there people free? Do they recognize the box I'm waving in their faces? Let's go. Right, right, and we just got done with Winter Weirdness, which was just last last week, week before. That's true. Uh, January twelfth up in Barrie, and uh, again, sixty people playing uh, all kinds of games. That is an all-time high, I think. Go them. Yeah, well, 660, uh, a, lot of, a lot of locals. It it's just keeps growing. So they decided to do this big game day in, in, uh, at Lake Moray. Yeah, um, th- this is the first thing I think where it's you're encouraged to pre-register, right? 
Yeah, actually, there, there is some pre-regging. Um, if you go to the Green Mountain Gamer site, uh, I don't have the www right right off, right right on hand. GreenMountainGamers.com. Ah, uh, there you go, GreenMountainGamers.com. But if you go to their site, you can pre-reg. Um, there will be some of us, if you're in the Vermont or uh, the Upper Valley or in the Burlington area, there will be some people that you can see at different events, at quarterstaff, at triple play, um, that will pre-reg you right there. So mm-hmm. all yeah. taken care of. Yeah, save yourself some PayPal fees or just, you know, show up and pay full price. That's fine, too. Yep. Yeah. Sounds great. And they get, you know, they, and they will have a similar thing to Carnage in that the the, the uh, Steamboat Lounge will be open Friday night and Saturday night. And um, so if you want to come game the night before, they are more than willing to have you come up. Awesome. I think the last one I'm going to go to this spring, uh, the other la- the other one I'm going to, and I don't know if you're going to join us, is the, the EconoCon over at Plymouth State. Yeah, it's it's on my to-do list. I'm going to try and make it happen. I haven't been to EconoCon before. What's it like? Uh, it, it's a nice little, it's a small con. It, it's it's run by the Plymouth State uh, uh, Gaming Club uh, each year. It's April 12th and 13th, I believe, this year. It's the second weekend in April. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it, it's a lot of fun. Uh, you go over, it's very laid back. They do have scheduled events, um, very inexpensive, hence the name EconoCon. Um, but they have all, all manner of game, uh, games there. They have board games, they have um, miniatures, they'll have role-playing games, um, tournaments, you name it, they'll have it. And, and if you haven't been to Plymouth, uh, Plymouth is a nice little town, um, plenty of places to eat, plenty of places to go and see. And and to stay, if you're going to stay for uh, for the whole thing for Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, so it's a two day affair. It's like half an hour north of Manchester. Uh, yeah, I want to say it's a little further than that. Maybe about an hour north, up ninety three. Okay. Um, from the Upper Valley, from from where I live, it's probably about an hour, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not far. It, it's right off. It's right off ninety three. If you're coming up um, from southern New England. Um, if you're coming across or out of Vermont or New Hampshire, um, you're going to come across Route 4 and up. So Yeah, there's a little bit of you can't get there from here, but you, you just wind up going over a mountain and through somebody's field. That's right. That's right. Well, I think that's that's most of northern New England. There's a little bit of you can't get there from here. But, yeah, but people but find it's a way. Well, it, it's well worth the trip. They they, they do a nice job, um, and it's, it's a lot of fun. It seems like a, a nice, relaxed little con. Um, that website will be in the show notes if anybody wants, but the address is psugaming.wordpress.com. Anything else you're going to be attending this uh, spring? I don't think so. I've been to PAX a couple of years, but I'm going to I'm going to take a year off. I think uh, just to you know go to a couple different places. Yeah, some of the smaller places. PAX is huge. Yeah, it's, it's a little intimidating because everybody's there, and you're like, I don't know how to join a game. <laughs> Unless you're willing to stand in the uh, Wizards of the Coast bullpen until you're herded to a table. Well, yeah, there is that. I mean, I didn't go last year. I went the year before, but uh, that was an amazing experience, i got to say. Uh, the number of, once the exhibit halls close, the number of gamers just seems to increase. It's almost like everyone comes into the game area. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, they do. They close the exhibit hall, and the next place over is the game hall. Yeah, and, it, you know, it, it is literally 10, 15,000 people playing in this huge hall. Just, you know, every game from Wizards of the Coast, RPGs to Magic to uh, 
they were playing World of Warcraft CCG, yep. and then every every board game, you know, that people could lay their hands on. Yeah, I mean, it was literally a case where people were being demoed a game or seeing something on the shelf, grabbing it, unwrapping it, and tearing through it five minutes later. Right, reading the rules and playing it, yeah. And that was, I mean, that's one of the cool things about PAX is there are people there who you know were just sort of vaguely aware that hobby games is a thing outside whatever their their real thing is. But they go to PAX and they're like, yeah, I'm going to try that, I'm going to try that, I'm going to try that, and they walk away with a stack of games. Yeah, it's it's becoming a bigger and bigger thing, and, and PAX East is is a lot of fun again. If if uh, now I I have heard that that their their weekend passes are sold out. Is that true? Yeah, I think I don't know what they're down to at this point, but passes always sell out quickly, and weekends are the first to go. And, and the other thing is, if if you're not just into gaming, there's lots to see at PAX. You know, there are a lot of of video games um, that you can see. I mean, I'm talking tabletop gaming. If you're at video games. And panels. Uh, there was a great panel, I think, when we went a couple of years ago about uh, the different versions of Dungeons and & Dragons and which one was the best. Yeah, and they didn't actually get into that knockdown dragout fight you were hoping for. Well, I, I really was. I wanted to see them go at it. You know, I wanted someone jumping up screaming, first edition, and then someone else screaming, no, 3.5. Mm-hmm. You know? And people dragged out of the room, but it didn't happen. No, they were all very friendly panelists, because they were probably on six more panels with each other that weekend. And they prob- that was probably about, yeah, and that was probably about the sixth panel they had been on that day, so they were a little yeah. subdued. Yeah, everything's <laughs> fine. Okay. That's a busy first half of the year, so we're going to have to check back in a couple months and see what's happening in the second half. There's, there's plenty to do in the second half, too. Uh, there's there's uh, War Gamers. In, in New York, uh, there's a Montreal Stack Academy. There's Council of Five Nations much later, but we'll talk about those later. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to throw out some too, just so I can name names. There's uh, Kineticon, OGC. Uh, that's all I got. All right. Uh, so, Rod, it sounds like you've been keeping busy. You're going to keep keeping busy, and we're going to keep uh, keeping everybody updated with uh, not only the games we're playing, because I know you want to come back and talk about... Uh, in depth about some of the particular games you've been playing, but also we're going to talk more about Carnage on the Mountain as it approaches in November. Right, yeah. We will, we will definitely back, uh, definitely want to discuss some of the newer games, maybe review some of the games that, that uh, uh, we've been playing at Triple Play, Clash of Cultures, Terra Mystica, uh, Zulk and the Mayan Calendar. You know, the world did not end on December 21st, for those of you that don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, also discuss, you know, what we're going to be doing at Carnage. Uh, we're going to be looking to add some things, try some new things, um, and of course bring back the old standbys that, that work so well and everyone seems to enjoy. Yeah, it's going to be a good year. All right, uh, Rod, thank you for uh, being on the show tonight. As always, it's a joy and a treat. Yes, uh, thank you for having me. <laughs> All right, you have a good night. Hey, take it easy. You've been listening to Carnage Cast, a production of NNEG LLC. All rights reserved. For more information, visit us at www.carnagecon.com.